It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday the 8th of September. You're listening to Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley-Brewer, on Talk Radio. As well as listening, you can, of course, also watch the show live. Talk Radio is now on your TV. Download the Talk Radio TV app or go to talkradio.tv for details on how to watch. Coming up, MPs will vote later today on the Prime Minister's plan to raise national insurance to fund social care and the backlog in NHS treatments. After Boris Johnson announced the tax hike and the suspension of the pensions triple lock, breaking two manifesto pledges in just one day. Meanwhile, the government has denied reports there are plans for a firebreak lockdown in England in October. The Department of Education has said the plans are not true. And Northerners were more likely to die from coronavirus, spent longer in lockdown and were made poorer than the rest of the country during the pandemic, according to a brand new report. It's coming up to 6.34. This is Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you so much indeed for your company on another sweltering hot day for most of the country. To be honest, 29 30 was a little bit too much uh, for mid September, well, early September for me uh, yesterday. I'm delighted to be in the beautiful aircon of Talk Radio Towers this morning. Very pleasant it is too. The beautiful, I mean, stunning sunrise. If you don't follow me on Twitter, and frankly, why don't you? Uh, there, I've, I've been, I mean, I'm boring everyone silly with all the pictures of the amazing sunrises we've got this week. But uh, don't worry, it'll all be pitch dark very soon at this time of the morning, so you won't see too many of those. But I thought that would cheer everyone up on a morning when uh, once again we've had a major announcement from the government cobbled together at the last minute thrown at us at the last minute without much detail costs everyone an absolute fortune and it's going to be what was nodded through by the cabinet and it'll be nodded through by the house of commons because everything is these days um and everyone will kick up a fuss and nothing will really change what am i talking about well i mean Frankly, it could be about 10 different policies. This time, though, it is the small matter of social care and NHS funding as well. Because actually, the announcement yesterday, which we all thought was about social care, was pretty much actually only about the NHS when you actually look into the bare bones of it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about migrant crossings as well and the Taliban government and uh, uh, and Britney Spears as well for a little bit of light relief. And joining me for all the chat this morning is Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you, Benedict. 
Morning, Julia. How Thank, are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you very much indeed for joining me this morning. Um, social care reform is what the Prime Minister promised he had a plan ready for back in July 2019. We didn't see uh, anything of it, uh, despite the fact that social care has actually had a really big focus on it uh, over the pandemic. Uh, I was going to say it was years. It's going to be years, isn't it? Many months. Um, and, and of course, with care home deaths in particular, um, we all know there is a crisis in social care. There has been for many years. One thing we should give the Prime Minister credit for is He's at least starting the process of tackling the issue, uh, an issue that's been there for you know, a couple of decades and which repeated prime ministers have kicked into the long grass because it's all very difficult. And it's all very difficult because if you want to help more people on lower incomes or indeed stop people on higher incomes having to sell their homes uh, to, to get uh, social care, you're going to raise people's taxes. Now, whatever kind of tax it is, national insurance, VAT, uh, you know, company taxes, income tax, whatever it is, it's, it's a tax rise. So it's never popular. Yesterday, the Prime Minister announced not only a breach of the promise not to raise national insurance, but also a breach of the promise on pensions triple lock. It would appear to me he's got away with both. Now, the triple lock, I'm not too bothered why. I think that makes sense. Um, do you think what he's announced in terms of social care, as you, as the details you and I have right now, do you think that will do a single thing to make social care better in this country? I mean, I, I, sort of giving him praise for starting the ball is a bit like saying, well, something must be done, this is something, therefore it must be done, and that he should be sort of praised for that. Uh, ultimately, will it make things better. I think it'll alleviate a little bit of strain that's been caused by, you know, largely by the pandemic and the difficulties around social care that the government has imposed on people, you know, actually handing out social care to people. I do think that it'll make things slightly easier. But long term, actually, no, it doesn't solve the issue, which is that, you know, people are living longer, the population is getting bigger, which means actually that this won't be the last tax rise we see on this issue. It will, by definition, have to keep on increasing. Um, and the problem is, as you pointed out, it's not really just about social care. It is about the cavening, cavernous black hole that is NHS funding. Um, and yeah, I mean, as much as anything else, I don't think people trust all of this money just to go on social care. I think that they expect an awful lot of it is going to be frittered away. I think that the Prime Minister... When, when you say, has he got away with it? I mean, an awful lot of people that weren't going to vote for him anyway are very upset uh, today. Younger people in particular who are, you know, a lot of them are going to bear a lot of the brunt of this, especially young people who can't get on the housing ladder being made to uh, pay for a lot of people who you know, could, possess an awful lot of housing stock, yeah. basically. And this is actually taking money out of their pockets that they could have used perhaps one day to get themselves on the housing ladder that they will you know, not be able to use for that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's certainly not going to win too many younger people around. But actually, when I say younger people, I mean people under the age of 45. It's not all, you know, just sort of students. No, we're not talking. That's it. We're talking about people who, you know, can't get on the housing ladder, can't feel they can't start a family. And this is having a massive impact on their lives. And of course, paying far more in rent, paying back tuition fees from university, mm. all of the things which say my parents' generation, who would be people who benefit from this, um, are, haven't had to deal with at all. Um, but, but there are two aspects to it. Well, no, Three, there are about 40,000 aspects to this. One of, <laughs> one of them is breach of an election uh, manifesto pledge. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's outraged. Now, frankly, I'd rather they drop the one on the net zero um, you know, carbon emissions by 2050. That would Drop that pledge and I'll cheer from the rafters. Um, does anyone actually trust manifesto pledges anymore anyway? In which case, does anyone really care? Um, um, you know, it has Boris Johnson, even people who voted for him does, don't actually think that you can trust anything that comes out of his mouth, for goodness sake. So, I mean, let's let's stop that pretense. Um, yeah. uh, but, but 
also, you know, I don't remember in the manifesto a pledge that I'd be locked in my home for months on end and have my fundamental civil liberties change uh, and become a prison island for, for months. We weren't allowed to leave the country. I don't remember that either. So, you know, mm. um, you know, lying by omission. Um, but the key thing here is that there is there is, first of all, a big tax rise. National insurance isn't optional. It's a mm. tax. You can call it, as one of our guests said yesterday, you can call it Shirley. It's still a tax rise. Um, but those national insurance increases. The key thing is the, the, a lot of the criticism we had over the weekend and, and on yesterday's show before some of this detail came out was this was a tax on the working age. It wasn't paid by pensioners. They've they've solved that. That extra levy is going to be paid by working age pensioners. Um, it's a uh, it's 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 a uh, you know it's, it's it's much more regressive. Um, they uh, the, the criticism that it's you know it's 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 the poorest first. They haven't been able to tackle that because you could be on twenty thousand pounds and you're paying one hundred and thirty pounds extra on this one point two five percent increase. Thirty thousand pounds average income in this country. You're paying an extra two hundred fifty five pounds. Um, Fifty thousand pounds. You're on an extra five hundred and five pounds. If you're lucky enough to earn eight. Eighty grand, you're on eight hundred and eighty pounds uh, extra. Yeah. These are huge sums of mm. money. I mean, they are for, for you know for an average earner to have you know an extra you know fiver taken out of their pocket every week is a lot of money to a lot of people. And mm. um, and this is I mean lots of front pages today, um, particularly you know Tory you know, papers. You know the Times tax burden will rise to highest in seventy years, highest taxes since the war is a Daily Telegraph. Um, that, you know, this big is a big impact and it's announced, you know, on a on a Tuesday afternoon as opposed to even in a budget. Mm. But there are a lot of people and I am among them who feel that, you know, I've, you know, I've had a, my aunt in a care home. I've seen how it all works. I've been covering this stuff for years. There needs to be more money in this system. And we can't go, oh, isn't it awful? People aren't getting the care they need unless we pay for it. And I'm sorry, that is fundamentally going to come from higher taxes. We're not going to see the efficiency from government that anyone thinks. We're just not. It's never going to mm. happen. Um, stop the pretense there. But if my taxes are going to go up to pay for something, I want them to pay for the thing that I'm told they're going to pay for. But this is a crucial thing. We are looking at an extra apparently £12 billion a year. Forget all this over three years nonsense. £12 billion mm. a year being raised by this. Um, but only £1.8 of that is going on social care. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I mean, not even... That doesn't touch the <laughs> sides of mm. the social care need. I mean, the first thing to say is, is he going to get away with it? I suspect he will get yeah. away with it. And, you know, we can all say, actually, it's because lying is now priced into British politics. But that tells us that the politicians rely on the system to be broken. They rely on the social contract to be broken. And that actually is something that I really think more people should care about. You know, we can't just shrug and go, oh, well, it's Boris Johnson. Of course, he's going to lie. No, actually, we have this, you know, we've had this over Afghanistan. We've had this over the yeah. pandemic. We have this over all sorts of things. When will we start to hold these people to account? And I understand what a lot of people say is they they can get away with it because the opposition provide no opposition. Yeah. And that is ultimately as unforgivable because they do something similar where they empower. But ultimately, we do need a better class of politician to step up from somewhere. Thus far, we have you know a lot of sort of you know very minor characters chanting from the sidelines saying not very much who aren't worth your time. But that is something that needs to be addressed. On the subject of how much of it is sort of you know going to be swallowed up by the NHS, it's just going to be just a bit again. You have to come to terms. The people of this country have to come to terms with the factors. If you give something like health care or social care to the state, they will take a lot of your money. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. It's really very basic. You can sanctify the NHS. Oh, God bless that NHS. God bless our carers. Hang on. I'm paying you how much? You know, yeah. it, it, that disconnect still doesn't quite seem to have got through. And the fact that they don't have they do have issues around social care in other countries, but it doesn't quite all and healthcare as well. But it doesn't ever quite seem to be as bad. 
Exactly. And there are reasons for that. And that's because no other sort of developed country in the Western world puts quite so many of their eggs in the state basket. Yeah, but that's the thing. These social insurance systems lots of other countries have. I mean, you do end up still paying for it. I mean, you know, whatever format it is. And and I'd always, I'm sorry, always want there to be a safety net uh, for people uh, who can't afford that. But but then at least I suppose you'd get some choice. But the reality is, I mean, there are so many different aspects to this in terms of there's there's a massive focus on care homes. And this is about, you know, protecting the people who are having to pay a fortune in their care home costs. Um, But again, we're talking about half a million roughly at any one time going to care homes. 15 million people needing care in their own homes. Much cheaper for the state to provide, but actually we're seeing people who are really in desperate need, who live miles away from their families. Um, and no, not everyone who's working age with, you know, with kids and, and haven't got a spare room can have, have their, you know, dementia-ridden, you know, mother or father yeah, come and live with them. Know. I'm sorry. This is not yeah. people being unkind and unloving to their family members. This is just, you know, how, how life works in the modern world. But 15 million <laughs> people needing, you know, help with you know, getting up, you know, making a cup of tea, mm. getting a 15-minute visit it for goodness sake you know once or twice a day this is just i mean it's just it's just wrong frankly this doesn't tackle any of that there's also a big concern this cap of 86,000 pounds a year so if you you're you're ne- 86,000 pounds total you will never have to pay more than 86,000 pounds um is is the cap well that doesn't apparently include accommodation costs which are a huge part of your costs in a care home because you know you're basically mm. you know living in sort of hotel effectively uh, and then there's the care on top um we're also seeing the fact that if you do cap those fees uh, for those in care homes and there's there's some small print in the in what was published yesterday that suggests that you'd be able to apply to have the local authority rates in which they pay the local authority pays rates for people in care homes that doesn't cover the costs so mm. that cost difference is made up by the people who are paying privately. So they're not just paying for themselves. They're paying a contribution towards everyone else in the care home as well. Mm. If those people are no longer paying that extra amount of money, well, where's that money going to come from? Because it ain't coming from an extra 1.8 billion a year. <laughs> um, I mean, this is the thing. We're told this for three years, it's going to be hypothecated. Well, overall, it's going to be hypothecated for health and social care. So it means it's going to be ring-fenced in law. But, but for the first three years, pretty much all of that money is going to soak up, be soaked up by the NHS. As if we don't have a crisis in social care right now. Not a single yeah. extra person is going to be employed. There's no pay rises included for care workers. Not a single extra place arrived. We're not seeing any change in the um, the criteria which local authority can have. We know they've got a tiny budget for social care. And, and basically, unless you are absolutely desperate, at, you know, re- unable to cope with life at all, you are not going to be getting social care help. Nothing in anything that was announced yesterday, nothing in any of those hundreds of pounds people are going to be paying extra a year is going to change any of that. No, it's not. And this is it goes back to what I was saying, actually. It is the, the sort of the cavernous nature of the state. It's like a giant vacuum cleaner. It doesn't matter, you know, if you if you take your eye off this little bit of funding here or that little pot of money there, it'll get hoovered up into something that it wasn't meant to be for. And again, as I say, every year, the the requirements of that pot of money is are going to need to be stretched even further, which does mean more tax rises because ultimately, you know, the under forty fives are not that far off the point at which they'll have to start thinking about retirement, and ultimately, then that they'll you know have some of them will require things like social care. Mm-hmm. It might seem like a long way yeah. off, but actually, in the grand scheme of things, it isn't. And 
you do have to take a step back and you look at, well, actually, what is the government doing in terms of looking to alleviate and stop this issue before it becomes an issue? What actually, what percentage of this money that's going to the NHS, for example, is going into research about things like curing or alleviating the symptoms of dementia, about, you know, the sort of the frailties that pile up with age? These are very serious questions, actually. I know a lot of people think it's sort of pie in the sky science. But actually, this is ultimately this is probably going to be the only way that we get out. of This is what the private sector, private in in the private sector, this is the number one thing. Looking at this longevity and and dealing with these issues, lots more to talk about. I still think actually watching that press conference certainly with Rishi Sunak uh, and Sajid Javid and Prime Minister, I thought again they're they're consummate performers. They did a very good job. I think most people, even seeing the headlines today, even seeing the pay, the the hit to their pay, bearing in mind small matter, we're going to talk about this after seven. The hit to business, an extra one point two five percent for them um i think um fundamentally they'll get away with it and actually people won't really notice but in a few years time where we've still got the same crisis perhaps people might wake up that we haven't actually solved the problem at uh, 6 is the time lots more to talk about including uh, the taliban's new government um, i'd love to know though uh, one thing they didn't name yesterday was their new diversity equality and inclusion minister so we'll look out for that uh, later today uh, the time now is uh, 6 this is talk radio the breakfast briefing with julia hartley brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.